Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And I'm Dear Scooter, and this is exactly what this podcast is for, is to help you fall asleep. I'm going to tell you a story tonight, and I'm going to hopefully help you put your thoughts aside about the holidays or work or whatever's going on in your life or whatever's keeping you up. Just listen to the story. And it'll get progressively more and more boring, almost like a, a bedtime story. And that's what I wanted, want you to do is just get in bed, curl up, put your covers or whatever, and press play. And I will slowly talk you to sleep kind of with the story. We're on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com on iTunes. If you can rate us or review us on iTunes, that'd be great. Or I'm on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. If you need to get a hold of me with any feedback, it's uh, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. If for some reason this podcast doesn't work for you, I want you to try it a few times because it's kind of a different type of podcast. But if it doesn't work and you're still up at night, just email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, or let me know on Twitter. And I'll work with you one-on-one to try to figure out a a better way to help you sleep, like what's going on. And I'm not a therapist or a sleep guru or vitamin salesman or anything like that. I'm just a dude that doesn't sleep good and can tell boring stories. So reach out and I will try to help you out, okay? So that's it. This is Sleep With Me Podcast and let's get to it. Tonight we're going to be doing something a little bit unprecedented here. I have no notes. I just have the beginning of a story and it's a story I told once to someone about uh, two summers ago, even though it's a Christmas story. So if this works and you like it, me winging it, let me know. Uh, email me or let me know on Twitter. And if you hate it, it's like too boring or not boring enough or whatever, let me know too. So tonight, to put you in the Christmas mood as we have been on this podcast, this is the year Rudolph's nose broke. And Rudolph, this was started in July. Um, Rudolph was about, in human years, he was about, uh, like, uh, I guess on, like, like not even human years, because stuff, the North Pole's operating on all these different wavelengths. But we'd say he was about uh, 18 or 19 years old and just starting out his adulthood. Um, You know, he was a child worker, which... Even at the North Pole, uh, it's pretty unprecedented. But whatever, it's a summer. Um, the reindeer follow, you know, it's like off-season for the NBA or whatever. So they're following, you know, specific workouts. That's what the reindeer games are. Uh, you know, once you hit a certain age, you start coaching prospective reindeer. So Rudolph's also a coach in some, uh, you know, like Olympic development leagues for soccer or little league for baseball. And he's always on the lookout for new talent. And, of course, you know, with his nose so bright, Reindeer loved Rudolph, man. He was, like, a celebrity. But another thing people loved about him is he was very, he was a nice guy, like, down-to-earth, connecting. He didn't think a lot very highly of himself. He just kind of, you know, he he enjoyed the celebrity, but, you know, part of it he didn't enjoy. So this is one summer, you know, Rudolph's nose was still, like, it's kind of under his control, but, you know, every once in a while I'll do that thing, like on the movie, where it just lights up out of the blue, and everyone would have laugh or clap or cheer. So just July, 
And one morning, Rudolph wakes up. He's wicked, wicked sick with some um, summer reindeer flu or something. And he's coughing and sneezing, and he just can't get out of bed. And, uh, you know, he's Rudolph is a single dude. Um, him, him and Clarice, I think it was, that, that then they never got married. Let's just say that. So, you know, different, you know, fans of Rudolph were bringing him. Instead of uh, chicken soup out there, they have um, walrus soup. So he's eating, the, and he starts feeling a little bit better. But he's like, you know, a, a doctor comes and checks him out. He's like, yeah, you just got, you know, there's nothing we can do. It's the flu. And he Rudolph's like, you can't give me some antibiotics? He's like, dude, how many times I got to tell people the flu is a virus and not a, a bat? Anyway, no, we can't give you that. And Rudolph's like, what about that uh, Tammy Tammy flu stuff? And the, the doctor's like, Rudolph, just ride this one out. And he's like, is there anything else? And Rudolph's like, I've been having these terrible nightmares when I'm feverish and that something bad's happening to me and I'm trapped in total darkness and uh, metaphor alert and I can't find my way out and oh, I'm totally lost in, in the pitch black and I can hear people calling for me, but I can't find my way to and I said, okay, that's perfectly normal for the fever. Take some, uh, take some uh, ibuprofen. And usually what I do personally when I have the flu, this is the doctor speaking, not me. Uh, you know, I take uh, some Benadryl and some ibuprofen and I just sleep, sleep through. So Ruff takes his advice and uh, take, takes a bunch of allergy medicine and he goes to sleep. But he sleeps for like four or five days and doesn't show up to work. And people, you know, they come check on him, but everyone's like, oh, he's just sleeping. You know, a couple of his girlfriends have checked on him. And he wakes up at five, four or five days, and he, he's, like, lost a lot of weight. He just feels like he's been sweating. You know, sheets are soaked and stink. Um, but he feels like, you know, his fever broke. He feels like a weight's been lifted off of him. And so he goes and takes, you know, takes a bath in this uh you know, ice cold river and gets out, flies a couple laps. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good, but something feels different. And he goes back to work. And a couple of days go by before he realizes, uh, and he seems like something isn't right. I, I can't figure it out. And then one day, uh, he's coaching like a reindeer game, similar to baseball. Um, they call it, um, what would they call it, and what would they do? Uh, uh, arena antler, antler arena bowl, they call it. And you throw a ball off your antlers and catch. Kind of more like rugby, I guess, then. And Rudolph's just, you know, ref and coach, and he gets hit in the face with the, the. Uh, it's like somewhere between a football and a soccer ball. It gets hit pretty hard. He's like, man. He's dazed, and uh, everyone's, like, waiting. Usually if something like that happens, his nose goes off. It doesn't go off. Rudolph gets home. He's like, maybe that, he's like, that was weird. My nose didn't. He sits in his bathroom or stands over, you know, whatever reindeer do in the bathroom. Strange that the reindeer would, I mean, if they have a home, that, that you'd assume they have a bathroom. And they do, because I've verified it. But he looks at himself in the mirror and he's like trying to get his nose to go off. It's not working. He's like, man, come on, come on. It's concentrating. He, he has like a little, um, magic word he says which i can't tell you because it's a magic word secret uh but you know he has this magic word and he's saying it in the mirror
and nothing's happening. And for a few days, he just keeps it to himself. But, you know, at once a month, Santa likes, Santa's like, especially this particular Santa who's, um, I don't know what number he is, like 422nd Santa or something, whatever. He, he's very, he, he wishes he was in the military. So he's got all these monthly, you know, red alerts or whatever you want to call it, full dress rehearsal. And they do it and, and, you know, he randomizes it with like different scenarios and he comes up with a blizzard scenario for uh, August. So they get up and they, they call in Rudolph and Rudolph's like, oh, man. And, you know, he tries to get his nose to go. It doesn't go. And Santa's like, what's going on with your nose, Rudolph? So uh, I don't know, Santa. Stop. I got this fever and flu and it stopped working. Ooh, Santa's panicking, man. He's like, okay, okay, you need you need to go home. You're on uh, paid leave. You go home and, uh, or in fact, you need to go to the hospital. Well, let's just get you into the hospital and let's figure out what's going on with this nose. And I was like, I feel fine, like. It was just like a temporary thing, you know. And they, he's like, "Nope, go to the hospital." And Santa's meeting with his advisor. He's like, "What? You, how are you guys going to figure this out? Like, what? You know, you need to figure out what's going on. With this kid's nose it's never not worked." And like Santa, you know, we we don't want to. We've been saying this behind your back for years, but it's like, I mean, his nose is bright, but we've got this LED technology that we could put on every reindeer. Um, we can make it red. And it'd be pretty close to, uh, I mean, there's been long strides in these LED lights. And, and you know, we could pretty come pretty close. Not exact lumen, lumens of Rudolph's nose, but but close. Santa throws his head down. Well, I, I, it's not about the light, just the light. It's about tradition. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. That's what people, we're not going to fake a Rudolph. You, you, you get together and figure out what's going on with his nose. What? How does his nose work anyway? Nobody's ever filled me in on this junk. And they're like, you know, it's magic, Santa. Um, you know, just like a lot of other stuff in the North Pole that we use magic for, or that's imbued with magic properties, you know. We know how, we know his nose works, but we don't know how it works. And it's kind of self-contained. We've looked at it, and it's all in there inside his nose. Some sort of magic, I don't know. If it's like a fission or fusion or like a a fairy in there in the lights, so maybe they're, and I don't know if it's such a great idea to open up. He's like, well, give him some x-rays, blah, blah, blah. So they give Rudolph a battery, a battery of tests here. Like, you know, they're x-raying him, gamma-raying him, MRIs. I mean, they got other technologies up there, uh, you know, shooting lasers that, you know, night vision technology, whatever, and they can't. Rudolph's nose just comes up as a, as a, um, just a nose, uh, which the scientists can't understand. Like, how's a normal reindeer nose? Which is, I don't know if it's cartilage. You know, it's, his nose wasn't any wetter or drier than usual. They're stumped. They t- test his blood. You know, do everything, and nothing's working. And so then Santa calls in, like, the elves that do work with a lot of magic, having to do with the sleigh and all that kind of stuff. The big debate is whether he should cut his nose open or not. And for the most part, it's like, no. I mean, that, the benefit is we fix his nose. The downside is it could nuke the North Pole or never work again. Or, you know, what if some sort of fire beast in there? 
um, then we're not going to cut his nose open. And now it's, you know, September, nothing. So they send, you know, there's a certain branch of elves that are home, into homeopathic type stuff. So they send Rudolph off to, uh, these are like these monk elves. And I, I can't get into the whole elf backstory, obviously, but they live off in the mountains, you know, sequestered. And they have a lot of healing healing stuff, so they try different, kind of similar to Eastern uh, mysticism type stuff, and as well as actual, you know, plants and, you know, non-commercial medicine, which, I mean, elves use a lot of anyway. I mean, they do have the technology to copy uh, Western pharmaceuticals. But so they go through this whole thing and meditation and Tai Chi and Rudolph's... You know, he's kind of into it, but, you know, he's kind of, like, freaked out. And he's not telling anybody. He's trying to maintain a brave face. And um, not only freaked out because everybody's, you know, in his business and he can't sleep, you know. They're observing him all the time. But this one thing that, he, you know, made him special stops working. And so he's starting to get depressed. Even though this meditation's helping center him and he's learning some stuff, he's like. So finally, uh, you know, Miss Kloss sits down with him. And she can tell, you know, she's she's got that whole mothering instinct going. And she says, uh, Rudolph, you're, you're sad, aren't you? No one, Has anyone asked you how you're feeling inside your heart? And he says, no, I, I don't feel good, Miss Claus. And she says, okay, well, you know, when, when you're no stop working, what was going on? And he said, you know, talking talk about the flu, and they like, you know, I was having these real bad dreams that I was trapped in darkness and I couldn't find my way out. And my nose, I guess now I know my nose didn't work, but I was, you know, in total darkness. And people were calling for me or and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find them. I couldn't find my way out. Miss Clausen, hmm. She's like, Rudolph, uh, you know, I've noticed you never settled down with anyone. I'm sorry to change the subject, but I've always been curious. You know, what happened with you and Clarice? Like, how come that didn't work out? And I was like, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's hard, the pressure I have from all these fans. And I don't know, Clarice had a lot of jealousy and I, I, and saying I'm always being too nice and I need to spend more time with her and less time kind of with these chairs, you know, all the stuff I do because of my fame and all the stuff I put, you know, I guess I work too hard and, and then part of me is a little bit selfish, Miss Claus. You know, I, I, I like the attention, especially from the does. I mean, I'm, I'm a reindeer, and Miss Claus, okay, you know, you know, I'm not judging you here. This is just, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, if we can get to the bottom of it. And Rudolph, this next question might be a little uncomfortable, but you know, with all these does and Clarice that you've spent time with like have any of them ever given birth like do you know if you have if you have a son somewhere that you don't know about like how how, how, do, how do you I don't, you know what I mean I remember I was like huh? you know I never really thought about it because uh, having kids freaks me out I mean like part of me is like what if my kid has a red nose what if he doesn't have a red nose you, you know what will, it, it seems like I lose either way and I don't know how good a father I am. I mean, I feel like I coach these kids and I do all right. But, you know, the idea kind of fr- that freaks me out, you know. I'm not ready to be a parent. And this Claus pats him. She's like, oh, you'd be a wonderful father, Rudolph. Um, she said, well, I think you need to 
or maybe you spend some time in darkness or, you know, go off, spend some time alone and, and figure this out. Of What if your nose never works again? And what if we, what if you don't ever work for Santa again? I mean, you could probably just be a regular reindeer. Like, could you live as a regular reindeer? We're going to leave it here right now for tonight because Rudolph's going to kind of go on a, on a journey of uh, internal struggle next. And I don't know what's going to happen because I'm, I'm just kind of making this up. But I'm really curious, and I don't want to drag things out and then force it to a conclusion early. I think Rudolph really needs some time to um, uh, this fancy word that I just heard somebody else use, discern things, and figure out if, if he can live as a normal reindeer. So we're going to leave it here tonight, and uh, I just want you to close your eyes if they're not closed, and just listen to the sounds in the room that you're in, the sounds of the outside. Maybe it's real quiet, but can you hear something, anything? Like my neighbor's moving around. Um and walking. What's one of those footsteps? Is that Santa up on the rooftop? Wait. Might be some dogs barking or cars, but can you hear? It's almost imperceptible sound of sleigh bells. It's almost like it's an illusion. Is, is it there? No, the sleigh bells are not. Remember when you used to have to take that hearing test? You'd have to like move the, um, what those things called tongue depressors or raise your right or your left hand. Did anybody else like get anxiety about that? And then start hearing, would you hear fan noises or not? And what about when, I think, I don't know if it was an almost famous or what, but they said, you know, whenever time your ear rings, it's some cell dying that does that frequency. Is that true? Is that why you're not hearing the sleigh bells right now? They're off in the distance. You're kind of floating.